Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We got a big show for you. After the NFL draft, we are here to break it all down, tell you, you know, kind of who lost their jobs, who is in prime position to help your fantasy team coming up this year. We're also going to give you my two 2018 Kentucky Derby preview. This is something, listen, if you're part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher and have been for a while, you know that last year I called the Kentucky Derby winner cold. I called the Preakness winner cold. I called the Belmont winner cold. Cold. Okay, so now that we are into the Triple Crown again, I got to give you my take on the first Saturday in May in Churchill Downs. We'll be doing that a little bit later on in the show as well. We are also going to be joined by my man, Corey Sully. He is an honorary member of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, coming in once again representing DKMS in their uh, collaboration with the Fantasy Sports Network as we are helping the fight against blood cancer. We're going to talk to Corey, and we're going to chop it up a little bit about how his team did in the draft uh, as well, which brings me to our poll question. Okay, tonight on the Fantasy Freestyle, you could always check me out. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. The poll question tonight is very simple. Are you happy with what your team did in the NFL draft last week? Okay, everybody had a chance to make their team better. Are you happy by what your team did? Is it yes, let's get going? Are you excited now about any some new weapons your team may have for the season? Is it, you know, only time will tell. You know, kind of wait and see. You see where the chips fall, see how some of these players develop. Or are you upset saying, nah, we defecated the mattress? You can find me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Be part of the poll. Judging by the poll from last week, a lot of you guys watched the NFL draft. All right, you know, 28% said you're going to watch all weekend. 30% said you watched just round one. So a lot of people were out there watching. We've got news and notes to get into from the NFL right before I get into some of my, you know, analysis and recap of the NFL draft. And it's tangential, right, because there are some players that are out there that were waiting for after the draft to now see where they may be best served. For example, at the running back position, there are reports that there are eight teams in on C.J. Anderson, okay? Remember, he was cut by the 
Broncos. He is going to find a new job pretty quickly. Is C.J. Anderson the best running back still on the market along with a guy like DeMarco Murray? Keep an eye on those two names, C.J. Anderson and DeMarco Murray, if your team struck out at running back in the draft. On the same page, we talk about the wide receiver position. Going into the draft, it was all about Des Bryant. Where would he sign? There are now reports that he actually turned down a multi-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens and instead wants a one-year kind of prove-it deal for Des Bryant. We'll see if he has anything that he can still prove coming up in this season. He, along with, in my opinion, Jeremy Macklin are probably the two wide receivers that are still out there um, that could help a fantasy team, could help their team. And that's what happens, you know, after the draft, you got to keep an eye on these guys because now, you know, now that the music has stopped, they will be finding a chair as well. But let's get into it here, okay? Spitting speeds on the fantasy freestyle. There's a lot of things about this draft that I told you a long time ago, okay? First of all, shout out to my boys, Corey Parsons, Emery Hunt, Mike Blewett, Andy Singleton, who came through representing fan tracks. We had Jake Seely on Skype. We had Craig Carton join us from a live draft party. We had Gabe Morency come on down to break down the Buffalo Bills picks here on the Fantasy Sports Network live draft coverage. But yo, I helped you make some cash when it comes to the NFL draft. The over-under on quarterbacks were four and a half. I said Lamar would also go take the over. Ching, you got paid if you listen to speeds there. I said the over on the running backs also. A lot of people were down on the rest of the running back class saying that there was only going to be one. I said take the over on one and a half. Ching, your boy Speeds helps you win that cash. Okay, there were three running backs taken. Uh, Sony Michelle as well. Richard Penny as well. We'll get into him a little bit later on. And also, listen, if I haven't been talking about it for one day, then I haven't been talking about it for 18 months. I said, hashtag suck for Sam. I told you right here, sitting at this desk, that the New York Jets would draft Sam Darnold with their first pick in the 2018 draft. I said that about a year and a half ago. Stats over beat Cypher. You know what it is. But first of all, you know, I could just say that I do all this. I want to play a clip. My guy Mike Florio's down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Last week, when I gave you my running back preview, there was a running back that I was higher on than most, and I actually said he was the best back um, right behind Saquon Barkley. I said this was the number two back. I expected him to come off the board a lot earlier than others, and what do you know? The number two running back off the board in the 2018 NFL Draft, if you listen to Speeds and Spitting Statistician, you would have known who it was. It was Rashad Penny, trust me, check the videotape, check the audio tape. That's what we're going to do right now. Hey, Florio, why don't we roll what I was talking about as it related to Penny before the draft last week? And I'm going to start with the guy that I actually like the best, and most people don't. And I'm talking about my man, Rashard Penny, out of San Diego State. This guy is an all-around back. He ran 4-4 at the Combine. This is a guy, um, the question is, can he pass protect, right? But here's the thing. That's the question about all running backs coming into the league. Pass protection is the last thing that backs making the transition from college to the NFL usually get. So if pass protection is his weakness, let's say, I'm with it. This is a guy, he is a threat out of the passing game. He is a threat between the tackles he is a threat on the edge he has the speed to break away 
So that's what I'm saying, yo. I was telling y'all about Rashad Penny. I was telling you that I thought he was the best kind of overall back. And what do you know? The Seattle Seahawks now say they have faith in him as a three-down back. I'm telling you right now, Rashad Penny is a guy that you need to have on your fantasy team. I know they've got a bad offensive line and backs have not been able to do it. But they see this guy as a three-down back in Seattle. I think he's going to be someone that will return value for you in fantasy leagues. Let's talk about about this running back position, okay? Let's go a little bit deeper into the running back position and tell you whose kind of stock went up, whose stock went down. And I'm going to start, to be honest, I'm going to start with non-rookies. There are some two running backs that I think their stock really went up because their team did not address the running back position in any significant way. The first guy I think his stock is up is Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. Listen, when uh, Gruden came you know, in his big press conference, they were talking about they didn't really know what was going to be the case with Marshawn Lynch, right? What have they done since then? They bring in Doug Martin, not a real threat. They don't bring in any running back threats via the draft. This job is now beast mode. He, to me, that solidifies him as an RB2 in this upcoming season. Same to be said if you go down, down to Houston with the Texans, okay? Lamar Miller and Deontay Foreman coming off the injury as well. The Texans did not address the running back position. That said, I like Deontay Foreman to take a step and be a viable RB2 next year as well. And those are teams that didn't even address their running back position. Teams that did... Definitely, you got to look at these guys that now be trending into Fugazi territory. For example, think about a guy like Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan in our nation's capital. If you can trade him in the Dynasty League, do it right now. Samaj P. Ryan had every opportunity as we see young babies here at Studio 34 waving to your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, you know, he got an opportunity to take that job, you know, when Chris Thompson got hurt, when uh, Fat Rob Kelly, like, whoa, couldn't do it, right? And he defecated the mattress with it, so much so that Washington goes out and gets their boy Darius Geis in the second round, okay? If uh, they had more faith in P. Ryan, they would not have done that, so stock down on Samaj P. Ryan. What about a guy like Carlos Hyde, okay? Carlos Hyde, who just gets signed to a free agent deal, in Cleveland, right? And you think, oh, he's going to be the dude. It's going to be him and it's going to be Duke Johnson. Well, no, no, no. The Cleveland Browns take what is in essence a late first round pick, you know, very early in the second round. And they go out and they get Nick Chubb out of Georgia. Okay. You still have Duke Johnson as the early round back. So the question is, I mean, as the late round, uh, the late down back, right? The passing down back is he's going to be that PPR stud in Cleveland. Duke Johnson will be. He was very good in that role last year, right? Now, you thought Carlos Hyde was going to kind of be able to be this workhorse, a threat in the passing game, maybe with some early down work as well. Nick Chubb, if you listen to my running back preview, Nick Chubb is an early down runner, right? He's a bowling ball type, an MJD type. He is going to be kind of an early down back. You don't take a guy in the second round unless you see a workload for him. So what does that mean for Carlos Hyde? This is now a deeper running back by committee. I say because of the draft, Carlos Hyde, fugazi, yo, forget about him. And one more that I'll tell you about is Carson out in Seattle. I just told you about how I like Rashad Penny. All right, they traded up to go grab this guy. He was their target. They believe in him as a three-down back. I thought Carson had a chance to try to snatch that job because you didn't trust anybody else that was there. You know, Rawls is now gone. You know, we don't trust Fat Eddie Lacy. But no, they don't trust Carson either. Those are guys stocked down, okay? I told you about Beast Mode. I told you about Foreman. Here, when we look at the rookies, 
Here are the guys that I think, I mean, we know about Saquon Barkley, right? But it's not a guy like Nick Chubb who's in that committee in Cleveland. It's not a guy like Sony Michelle who's in New England and you know about running back, you know, ro- Russian roulette when it comes to fantasy. So it's not them. Here are guys that I like. I really like what wound up for uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones winds up in Tampa with their second round pick. The Tampa Bay running game was nothing to write home about last year, okay? You had Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz, Rogers, who couldn't stand the test. You had the aging Doug Martin. You had, you know, Barber that they tried a little bit. It did not work out. Chris Chris Sims is the passing down back. This... You know, Ronald Jones steps in there and is right now the RB1, the early down back, the guy that could lead this team in rushing. So he goes right into a prize position. You know about my guy, Rashad Penny, that I've been on. The other guy I really do like. Okay, let's go to Denver. Royce Freeman. I think Royce Freeman is a very interesting running back to keep an eye on. Remember, they have Devontae Booker right there. Again, as a passing down back, you're going to have Royce Freeman there. I think he is, listen, this is a guy who had some injury concerns, but is a load to carry, fits that one cut and go scheme that they run in Denver, and uh, I think he could be in line for an interesting workload. Those are some running backs that I think that are not named Saquon Barkley that will really do you work, and you need to start to keep your eye on them, Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny, and Royce Freeman, in my opinion. Let's talk a little bit also about how it relates to the quarterback position, okay? At the quarterback position, It's so hard, right? Because, honestly, fantasy sports is about skill, but also opportunity, right? So you got to read not only who's the best quarterback out there, but who's going to have an opportunity to actually play in 2018. So, for example, Baker Mayfield goes number one overall. If you listen to the Stats Over Beat Cypher, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, if you know about the stable genius and the vocal minority, you know that I love Cleveland's current quarterback one. T-Mobile Tyrod Taylor with the lowest interperception rate in NFL history. Okay, this is a guy who takes care of the ball. This is a guy who now has Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku and uh, Corey Coleman and all these running backs we're talking about. I don't think Baker Mayfield sees the field this year. Okay, so maybe you want to have him in a dynasty setting. I understand that in a keeper setting, sure. But Tyrod Taylor can do work with this offense. I don't think Tyrod is relinquishing the job this year. So that's what I'm telling you. Baker Mayfield would not be anywhere close in a redraft league to any quarterback that I would want. I don't think he's going to see the field early on. The guy who's going to see the field first, in my opinion, is going to be Josh Rosen down there in Arizona. Okay. Do I think? Remember, I think he's going to get concussed. I th- I don't think he's presented well since the draft either. Okay. Talking about um, you know how he was pissed off. A lot of fake bravado. Okay. Saying the things that I think people want him to say. You know, trying to always give the textbook answer. I don't like that. But like, you know what else I don't like? The health prospects of Sam Bradford, who is who is the quarterback in front of him. As we know, Bradford will get. Bing, dinged up, and Josh Rosen will get some starts. I think Rosen gets starts early on. The other guy I'll tell you about is Sam Darnold. Okay, you gotta love what happened for the Jets, 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 Jets. As you know, I am a Jets fan. I've been telling you about this for a year and a half. And shout out to my guys out there in Roto, uh, Roto, where you know my bench better than your starters. Kenneth Cashman represent, but Rotoware, they're coming out with Rotoware Classic right now, okay? And they're doing all sorts of good shirts. My man, if Mike Florio is down there in the pit of misery, I don't know, Florio, if you've seen uh, one of the hottest Rotoware Classic shirts is about your uh, Metropolitans, 
Uh, my man said death taxes and Flores against the lefty. That's a great shirt. But the shirt I'm interested in is they said it's not the same Darnold Jets because Sam Darnold is going to do work as the new face of the franchise for the Jets. I don't think he's going to start the year, but I do think he will get starts towards the back of the year after Josh McCown kind of teaches him everything he knows. Josh Allen is a bust, will be a bust. I don't like the offense in Buffalo. It's not like he's got weapons to throw to. You know, I, I'm I'm not with Josh Allen. I'm not with what he tweeted. I'm not with his career path. I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm sorry, Mikey Florio. I think for Lamar Jackson, here's the interesting part. It's going to be in Baltimore, right? I think he's going to get like a package. He's going to get a package of plays. He's going to get some RPOs. He's maybe going to get some wild card. Maybe going to get some wildcat options. He might, you know, accumulate some stats for you. In his rookie year, but he's not going to be—he's not going to be um, making plays and really a starter for you. The last thing I'll say on this before we head to break is: don't forget about it. if you're playing kind of dynasty leagues, there are two teams that are definitely looking ahead. Look at the Giants. Okay, they go ahead and get Davis Webb last year. They doubled down on that in the fourth round this year. Richmond quarterback Kyle Laletta could be a very interesting late round dynasty draft pick. And the Pittsburgh Steelers did the same thing last year with Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee. This year. They do the same thing, getting Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. Mason Rudolph and Kyle Laletta, I would say, are very smart gets in late rounds of dynasty formats to replace the aging Eli Manning and Big Ben Roethlisberger. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to tell you one more story about quarterbacks as it relates to the draft. And then your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician is going to give you his 2018 Kentucky Derby preview. We hit, we cashed last year year we're gonna do it again this year i'm gonna tell you exactly how you can win that cash on a little single de mayo when we come back it's your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician the stable genius and vocal minority come on back to the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports network answer the polls rate review subscribe it's a good time come on back let's go Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here in the Fantasy Sports Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez holding you down. Just giving you a little bit of insight as it relates to the running back situation, okay? Um, I focus on the running back situation because, honestly, these quarterbacks, a lot of these quarterbacks are not going to see the field. I really hope Baker Mayfield doesn't see the field because I, I believe in Tyrod Taylor with the Cleveland Browns this year. You know, it's really about kind of who you're behind and if you have an opportunity you know, to to get on the field as it relates to the quarterback position. So that's why I think Josh Rosen is probably going to be the best fantasy asset, at least this year. 
Um, if you're in a redraft league because you can't believe in Sam Bradford, clearly, right? But uh, the last thing I'll say about Baker Mayfield before we uh, turn our attention to another sports, four-legged sport, um, Baker Mayfield goes number one overall, right? Well, there are some people, listen, you know, going into the draft, everybody said, you know, executives were split. There's some people that had Baker number one on their board. Some people had Darnold number one on their board. Some people had Allen. Some people had Rosen. You know, we were getting re- uh, reports now that Baker was actually number one on the board for six other teams, right? So a lot of people were shocked that Baker was picked number one overall. Let me tell you something. No one was more shocked than WKNR's host, Aaron Goldhammer, okay? This is a guy, he uh, does a radio show down in Cleveland, okay? And first of all, the money was moving on Baker. Remember I told you there were props, you could have made some cash on the NFL draft. Baker Mayfield started about about a month ago. Baker Mayfield was a 33-1 to shot to be the number one overall pick. Could have made some cash on that, right? He goes all the way to a minus 500 favorite. But check this out. On air, Aaron Goldhammer says that he would eat poop if Baker was, in fact, drafted number one overall. Okay, and there you go. There you have it. He's drafted number one. He's saying he's going to hold up to his end of the bargain, although we have not seen evidence of this on social media. So Aaron Goldhammer, stats over beat cipher, is waiting for the proof that you are a man of your word. I know my man Frank Stanfield is a man of his word. Y'all saw him pay off his bet to me probably on Twitter, okay? Um, Aaron Goldhammer, we need proof. We need evidence that you did, in fact, be a man of your word. Now that Baker Mayfield was number one overall, you need to eat a little poop my friend all right so let's see that on social media because if not stats over beat cypher will come in after you okay real quick I'll tell you about the tight ends as well, but the hard part and, and with wide receiver and the tight end position is rookies rarely have a big time impact in their rookie season. I tell you all the time, the tight end position, you need to learn a whole new route tree and a new blocking scheme. Wide receivers, I mean last year you had the John Ross, the Mike Williams, the Corey Davis even Right. And they were all highly touted and they didn't pop off in their first year. Right. So do we really think like maybe Calvin Ridley will, you know, as an over the top threat, he's got his boy Julio Jones. He's got Steve Sarkeesian there in Atlanta. Maybe. Could it be a guy like uh, Kirk out there in Arizona now out of Texas A&M? He's going to be he's good in space. Right. Um, they lost John, Smokey John Brown. That could be an option. Carolina finally getting a receiver to try to take the Steve Smith Jr. role in DJ Moore. Okay, this is a, you know, in Carolina, they got a lot of big bodied wide receivers, right? Whether it be uh, when they had Benjamin, now with Funches, with Olsen, right? They're looking to get a little bit twitchier, a little bit more agile. You saw that last year with Samuel and CMC. They do it again early in the draft this year with DJ Moore. So, Listen, some of these guys, whether it's Gasecki in, in uh, Miami now, whether it's Dallas Goddard in Philly, he's going to be behind Zach Ertz. I'm not big on any of these guys. I'm waiting to see with these guys. I'll take a second-year tight end, though. Give me some Ricky Seals-Jones. Give me some O.J. Howard. Give me some Evan Ingram. You know, I'll take that. I'll take the second-year wide receiver, but I'm not on these rookie pass catchers. Let's turn your attention right now because I was telling you guys about it before. Listen. This is really when the spring really starts to pop off, okay? It is the first Saturday in May, right? And we are going to get it going with the Triple Crown. We got the Kentucky Derby going on, okay? So listen, anywhere where you could win a little bit of cash, you know Speed's the spitting statistician, you know the stats over Beat Cypher is going to be all over it. And, you know, just to prove this, 
Okay, last year I was all over the Triple Crown races. Florio, down there in the fantasy pit of misery, do me a favor and let the people know how in these exact segments last year, how I gave them out winners to win that cash. Show them what I did last year for the people. Todd Fletcher. And then I see that one of my jockeys, especially here in New York, Johnny V, Johnny Velasquez, is on the five horse, always dreaming. He's going off at five to one. Right now, he's like a co-second choice. Um, how do you feel if I wanted to throw a couple of shekels on him? Out of the newcomers, though. Out of the newcomers, I like, check out two horses. There's two horses that I think may have a chance, and I like the odds that they have. First, the number two horse, Cloud Computing, Bang! is going off at 14 to 1. This is a horse that only had a couple of races, you but go, Florio, has improved his off. buyer figure I'm giving every him winners. single time. I'm giving him winners. Enough points to qualify for Florio, I'm giving him winners. Florio, are you, are, if you're down there, if you're down there, Florio, are you, are you with me? I mean, actually, it's me. We're going to get Danny at Danny Auto in the building. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. So what this means is I gave him the Kentucky Derby winner at 5-1 to one last year, right? So let's say, let's say you got, like, how much money you want to bet? How much money you want to bet, Danny? You want to bet, like, 100 bucks? I mean, I was going to say, like, 20, but... All right, yeah. let's say you got 20 bucks, right? <laughs> you, you listened to Speeds this time last year. You turned your 20 into 120 with your always dreaming pick. Then let's say you, you decided to let it ride. Right, you take your hundred twenty dollars and you listen to speeds again going into the preakness, right? When he gives you cloud computing at fourteen to one and you put your one twenty that you just won on cloud computing at fourteen to one. We're talking about taking your twenty dollars and your boy speeds turned it into fifteen hundred for you, Danny. Wow. Is this the kind of thing you'd be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you need to tune in right now. You need to keep it locked. You need to give everybody that's in the chat room, Lance Davis, if you're out there, Strong Style, if you're out there, my homegirl, Jilly Dilly, if you're out there, I'm about to make you this cash, okay? So here's the deal. The favorite has won in, um, like in the Kentucky Derby like four or five years in a row. I'm off that. We are not betting the favorite. You know speeds. We fade the public, especially in a year where there is no dominant horse, okay? Casual horse fans remember names like American Pharaoh. Remember names like California Chrome. There are no horses at that level. There are no super horses this year. This is a wide open field of 20 horses, Okay, so I'm not giving you any 3-to-1 favorite. I'm not talking about justify the 3-to-1 favorite. Don't get me wrong. He's undefeated. Bob Baffert is a great trainer. I understand this. He's had a huge rise. He's only raced in like three races. Okay? I don't know that he's ready to step up in class, step up in length, combat 20, 19 other horses, and take down the run for the roses. Okay? And why in a field of 20 horses am I going to bet the 3-1 to one favorite? I ain't going to make any money that way. And you know the spitting statistician is about winning that cash. So here's what I'm talking about. You heard me um, last year say how much I love the Todd Pletcher horses, right? Well, Pletcher is back again this year. He has a number of horses in the race, but there are two that I like. Okay, first, we're going to start with my horse, my, my kind of off-the-radar value pick horse, in my opinion, the five-horse audible he's going off at eight to one right now javier castellano is on the mount this horse is a closer which i like i'm going to be giving you closers because there is speed in this race there's 20 horses so i like the horses that are not going to have to be in that traffic are going to fade back and then make their run towards the end down the stretch they come i like audible 
All right. Audible is the five horse. I like him. He has improved his speed, his buyer number, every race over his last, uh, you know, over his last four, I believe. Um, he's kind of passed the eye test and give me a Pletcher horse every day and twice on Cinco de Mayo. I like five Audible at eight to one. His other horse that I like, I like the sixteen horse Magna Moon going off at six to one. That's another Pletcher horse. I'm with that. But here, if you really want to make some cash, let me give you my long shot pick right now. I'm gonna give you my long shot pick right now. If you are trying to win some money on Cinco de Mayo, so you can, you know, buy an extra, you know, Corona or something like that, Modelo, Dos Equis, Michelada, little more agave, little more, you know, mezcal, whatever the case may be. Here's what you need to do. You need to take a very good look at the 10 horse my boy jack my boy jack is going off at 30 to 1 right now okay this is a long shot okay but you need to put him in your exotics in his in your trifectas in your superfectas or maybe a little win play show bet on the 10 horse my boy jack i like this kent desormo is on the mount his brother is the trainer of this horse the desormo this is a long-standing horse racing family i like it they many reports out there have my boy jack as the best quote-unquote, stone-cold closer in this race. It is going to be my boy Jack coming hard on the end down the stretch, and that's what I like in this race. This race has a lot of pace in it. It's a lot of speed birds that are going to go out there and maybe tire out some of these horses. I like the closers going late, especially at a distance that a lot of these horses have not been at before. So give me my boy Jack to hit the board in a win-play show. He's got to be in your trifectas. He's got to be in your superfectas. I like that's my long shot. My boy Jack at 30 to 1. I gave you the Pletcher horses. Magnum Moon at uh, at 6 to 1, the 16 horse. Audible right now at 8 to 1, the 5 horse. The other guy I like, give me the 11 horse, Boldoro. He's going off at 8 to 1 right now. Victor Espinosa is riding this horse, and that's why I like him. Espinosa was on California Chrome in 2014, he was on American Pharaoh in 2015. This horse. Finished second in his last race in the Santa Anita Derby. Finished just behind the favorite Just uh, Justify. Okay, so I think if he puts on a better race, he can be out there. Those are the horses I like. Let me put them to you for for you in order. I like the winner of this race to be Audible, the five horse, followed by the sixteen horse Magnum Moon. I'm on Pletcher all over the place with Luis Saez on the mount. Then give me my boy Jack, the ten horse, to finish in the show spot. You play to show the race. All right, if that 30 to 1 hits the board at all, just remember your boy Spittin' Speeds gave you that tip. And then to round it out, give me the 11 horse Boldoro. I think he will finish uh, in your superfectas, okay? Coming off his uh, sire. Uh, Mavia Dioro and a little Usain Bolt in there as well, okay? Too bad Gronk's horse is not in there anymore. It's okay. Uh, you know, they care about horse safety even more than the NFL cares about player safety. But there you have it, Danny. I'm telling you right now, in this in this field where there's going to be 20 horses and there's going to be some speed, these guys empty out all their energy early, and then it's going to be a closer coming off the pace later on in the race that's going to take down the Kentucky Derby at about, oh, 6.55 on Saturday evening. Danny, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, I feel good about it. I'm I, tr- you. I trust you. Listen, last year, if you started with $20, you would have had 1500 in two weeks, man. So you got to bet these horses, Danny. You got to bet Audible to win. You got to bet maybe Magnum Moon to win. Okay, but don't sleep on my boy Jack. The long shot right now at 30 to 1. Deep closer, been getting better in, in his races. Won the Lexington Stakes. Those are names you need to know on Saturday, Danny. Sounds good to me. All right, fair enough. So check this out. Here's my question for you, Danny. We've got a couple of minutes until our next segment. Do we have our guest ready to go for our next segment? He will be on and perfectly ready next segment. All right, fantastic. Just talk to him. Fantastic. Okay, so let me let me tell everybody about what we're going to have going on. If you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, okay, you know that the last couple of weeks we've had guests on uh, representing DKMS. These are people who, you know, swab their cheeks the same way I tell you all the time and sent it in and potentially matched with someone. We are going to talk to um, Corey Sully. This is someone who did, in fact, go ahead and match. We're going to find out his experience. He's also a big-time Dallas Cowboys fan, so we're going to find out how, uh, how he feels about his team's, uh, you know, his team's draft. That's the poll question that we have up as well. I want to know how you guys feel about your team's draft. Right now, we got some votes out there. Over half of you say, yeah, I like what my team did. Let's get going. Most people are very optimistic, glass half full at this point of the season. Only 7% say, oh, no, we screwed it up. Okay, so keep on voting right now at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. You can go there right now. You can, uh, you know, get down with the stats. That's Overbeat Cypher. You can answer the questions. You can always ask me questions moving on. We have a lot of people that do, in fact, ask me questions, and we try and um, you know answer them on the show. We Even sometimes we try to refer them to popping off, Danny, as you, as you are well aware. Sometimes we refer, you know, we do a little cross-pollination, a little collaboration here between our shows on the Fantasy Sports Network. Hey, Danny, how are we doing, um, how are we doing going up against the break? Uh, we have about three minutes. Fantastic. So with those three minutes, here's the other thing I got to tell you guys. Not only is popping off doing its thing, but you're going to see me in a couple of different places, all right, moving forward. And I want to tell you guys, if you're really down with the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you can check me out this um, Saturday, you'll be able to check me out on SNY. That's Regional Cable here in New York. I'm on a show called Geico Sports Night. We're going to be doing our hot take. You know how we do that. Our takes are so hot that we sweat steam. I'm going to be out there on SNY breaking down probably the Mets game and everything going on in New York sports. Catch me on Saturday night uh, around 10.30 on Geico Sports Night. You're also, as we are now, the dust have settled on the NFL draft. You want to know about players moving into the fantasy season, right? Me and my boy Andy Singleton, we are going to start giving you exactly what you need. We are going to give you inside looks on 50 player profiles. Okay, so what I want y'all to do is hit me up at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter or Andy Singleton at the People's Pen on Twitter, right? And we and let us know which players do you have questions about? Which players do you want to see profiles on? Me and Andy Singleton, we are going to be bringing that to you over the next couple of 
of uh, you know weeks and months as well. Once we hear from you guys, who are the people that you want us to preview, that you want us to talk about? And the last thing I gotta say before we hit the break is shout out to my man, my fantasy baseball co-manager, the great Nando Defino, who had a big time birthday over the last week. So we gotta give him a big shout out as well. If you want to get a shout out, if you want to ask a question, if you want to do anything, hit me up at Spittin' Speeds. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we are going to be joined by Corey Sully, okay? This is a guy who swabbed his cheeks, like I said, sent it in, and is really uh, doing his part to help the fight against blood cancer. We are going to have him on. We're going to hear again how easy it is for you to, uh, you know, potentially save the life of someone struggling with this disease. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how his team did in the NFL draft. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball as well. All that and more when we come back. You know how we do. We put the fun in functional sports content. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. The man wants me to still talk. The man wants me to still talk, and so we can still talk. It's all good. We're going to have Corey Sully coming on back. We had some technical difficulties. If you were in the chat room before, you know we got the stream going on, right? And so what happened is we're off on our little time cues, okay? So my man Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery, he tells me how much time we have, right? But when we got the technical difficulties, it's hard, and we got to line up a lot of stuff. We got to line up a lot of stuff. We got Corey Sully coming up. I'm telling you to vote. I'm telling you that we're going to do the player profiles. I'm telling you, you can catch me all sorts of places. You know what it is. It is the stats overbeat cipher. We can talk. We can go to commercial. We will have Corey Sully back one way or another. We're going to get into it when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. And now you got beats that you could bob your head. Your neck knows what's up. Dane doesn't have to tell you all the time. Come on back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician. Holding it down on a Tuesday. Like I said, we talked a little bit about the running backs after the NFL draft. Who's in a good path to touches, to carries. We also talked a little bit about the Kentucky Derby. You know, I'm all over the Pletcher horses and the deep closers. I gave you my long shot right now. Uh, you know, remember... So that when I'm here next Tuesday, you can be like, oh, my God, Dane, you helped me win that cash. But enough about horse racing and enough about the NFL draft for now. At this point, I got to give you some news and notes real quick about baseball. Then we're going to bring in our DKMS hero for the week. Okay, Corey Sully's going to join us in a minute. What I do have to tell you real quick about in uh, Major League Baseball, the Rockies have placed DJ LeMahieu on the disabled list. He went down with a hammy injury. Okay, but they are welcoming back Carlos Gonzalez. 
Davis, right? And he coming back from a hammy injury. A lot of hamstring injuries early in the season. We had our guy Thomas Lowe last year telling us that you should expect that hamstring injuries early in the season because these guys aren't really in playing shape, okay? This happened last year early in the season. It is happening again, especially in Colorado. Not to be outdone, here in New York, not my Ennis, not our Ennis, yo Ennis Cespedes. It looks like he's going to miss this entire series for the Mets because of that thumb injury. They are, oh, he's playing. Oh, he's so the thumb is okay. Florio says the thumb is okay. He was going to potentially miss a few games, but, you know, maybe he barbecued another pig, and now he's okay. So you got to have, you know, the healing powers of Ioannis Cespedes. Here's someone who I know is not okay, though, Florio, and that's Marcus Timms. Marcus Timms with that thumb ligament, he's likely going to be out for a six to eight weeks. Think about Jesus Aguilar as a potential replacement there in Milwaukee. And the last thing I will say, if you have some pitchers on the way back, Madison Bumgarner is among them with that finger injury. He hopes to be cleared to throw this week, and he should be on his timetable. They're saying he could come back when he's eligible from that long uh, stint on the DL in late May or early June. So keep an eye on those guys. But I digress. We got to get in right now with our guest, Corey Sully. Corey is here. He is um, you know, part of the um, crew with DKMS, really helping the fight against blood ca- cancer. He is an oncology account specialist with Hermitology and Pfizer. We have Corey Sully joining Fantasy Freestyle right now. Corey, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dane. Appreciate you having me on this evening. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into this because, you know, the Fantasy Sports Network has been working with DKMS for a while to help the fight against blood cancer. And I really want to know, Corey, as someone who has done this process, right, you registered, you swabbed your cheeks, you sent it out. How... How hard is this to do? I've been trying to tell people they need to do this. This is not the you know fantasy sports world. This is real life. How easy is it to do and potentially help someone out? You know, Dan, it's very easy. I mean, I was swabbed at a lacrosse tournament. I was one of 24, uh, uh, 24 people that were swabbed, so it was very easy. But you really have to think it through. You know, you, you say, I'm going to get swabbed, but you really have to follow through on it. And to look at your heart and say, you know, Am I willing to save someone's life? You know, if I'm called, am I willing to do this? And and when I swabbed, I knew that if and when I was called, that I was going to go ahead and do it. And I tell you, the real issue right now is it's trying to get more minorities on the on the registry. Right now, only six percent, for example, African Americans are on the registry. So there's a big push, and the DQMS has looked at me to uh, to be one of their ambassadors to right. educate. And then to be encouraged folks to get on the registry, you know, to have the same opportunity that I had to save somebody's life. But I hear you. I mean, Corey, you know, I love the way you frame it, right? You got to look inside and see, are you are you open and willing to saving someone's life? You know, and I love that framing because, honestly, who would say no to something like that, Corey? You know, when you say you got to look inside, I'm really glad the step you took to go ahead and did it. You said you did it at a lacrosse game. It was really that easy, huh? And then you sent it in. And let me ask you something, Corey. Have you matched yet with someone? Yes, I did. I matched last year, Dane, and my year anniversary was on april 26 okay and uh to to my surprise i was a perfect match because what they do they do a, a a tissue typing test and for each type they have 10 types and each type has up to four thousand variations and i was a perfect match so less than 
1% of patients matched like I did as a perfect match. So that even excited me more to know that I did it. And then I was a perfect match for a 40-year-old male who, who God knows probably has a family, kids. Sure. I don't know that yet. Hopefully I'll find out. But um, that was the, the huge reward for me, just the thrill I had doing it and just willing to do it again if I'm called upon. Right. So tell me a little bit, and, and we're here with Corey Sully here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network. Like, how do you get notified, Corey, that you have, in fact, matched? Because, listen, you're doing this and kind of if you're going to go through this step, right, you are, you're hoping you get matched with someone. You're hoping you have that opportunity, like you said, to go ahead and really help someone out and save a life. So take me back. Like, does it come by mail? Did you get an email? When you kind of received the information, the notification that you had, in fact, matched and you will be able to kind of, in essence, follow through in your support in the fight against blood cancer like what was that like take me back to that time i tell you it was last of february and i received an email and i said who was dkms they met me at a lacrosse tournament when was this it was in june i said oh yeah i was at my son's lacrosse tournament they swabbed me so they emailed me and from that point forward i agreed to do a blood test they did another confirmatory blood test and everything looked great and then i went down to houston down to md anderson area and uh, they did an additional testing with my blood. They did a physical and everything was teed up and ready to go. So uh, within 60 days, I donated on April 26th of 2017. But for me, just the overwhelming amount of emotion that went through me when I did, I stood because very few times in people's lives do you have an opportunity to truly save somebody's life and to do it unselfishly. Now, as I mentioned, you look inside and you say, you know what, if I'm called upon, I'm going to do it regardless, and I did. I made time to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we have Corey Sully here on the Fantasy Freestyle. He went ahead, as I've been telling you for months here with the Fantasy Sports Network and DKMS. All right. Um, this is also, you know, you talk about, Corey, how you match with a, I believe you said a 40-year-old man, right? And that is, that's part of the reason why here on the Fantasy Sports Network, we're telling you about DKMS all the time. It turns out that really what we are looking for for kind of bone marrow and blood is we're talking about um, guys that are, you know, between 25 and 45 kind of years of age and that is that is the demographic that plays fantasy those are the members of the stats overbeat cipher and you have that opportunity to go ahead and help save someone's life hey Corey, i know that you also you're you are encouraging people that if they have any questions they can kind of reach out to you and they can um you know kind of get support from you whether it's on your youtube channel or on facebook or instagram can you tell the people about that as well Absolutely. To go to YouTube and to go under the search icon, Corey Sully DKMS, and there is a 49-second video of my experience from last year. And then I've worked with Universal Circus uh, to, to co-promote the circus and to promote uh, stem cell and bone marrow donation. And that's a minute video. And uh, what they have been doing is they've been sharing the video at the circus in New York the last month to get people thinking about the process. And then if they would like to donate and be educated, they had swap stations outside of the circus. So a wonderful partnership that DKMS is doing right now to help um, help to promote the need to get on the registry and to, to donate, especially in that African-American population. 
Yeah, absolutely. I like how you mentioned the target population. Listen, we need to, in essence, what they need to do, Corey, right, is build their database up as big as possible so that when uh, patients are in need, we have a better chance of us having someone out there that is a match. Hey, Corey, uh, you know, you are here, though. Wispy's the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Network. And so we're talking about DKMS, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a few things about sports. Can we get into sports a little bit as well, Corey? Absolutely. Let's talk about some... Yeah. Sports. I, so love, here's, I love the hand at home. So here's my question for you, Corey. You know, we were going back and forth over email, and you're down there in Texas, right where they just had the NFL draft, right? And and so, you know, in New York, they used to have it at Radio City Music Hall all the time. You know, last year it was in Philly. But everything I heard from our coverage and from what I saw down on TV, everything is pretty much bigger down there in Texas, huh? Can you tell me, like, I don't know if you went and saw it or if you're nearby there. What was it like to have the draft down there at Jerry's World in the to start? And then we'll dive into the Cowboys a little bit. But just, you know, hosting the draft and the hundreds of thousands of people that went through all weekend long. It was a great experience for the fans. Was it good to have it down there in your home state absolutely they had had it had the nfl experience outside of the venue and uh, the dallas cowboys are headquartered here where i live in frisco so it was a great combination but having at the stadium in jerry's world i mean it was a a great experience from the friends that i spoke to who went and actually actually witnessed a lot of those guys who witnessed their dreams coming true was a was a phenomenal was a phenomenal sight. So absolutely, just love having it here. Absolutely. So let's get into because I know you said you are a Cowboys fan. Let's get into because that is a team with no shortage of news last week as it related to the draft and moving forward. So I want to get your take as a Cowboys fan on some of the things that happened. First of all, first of all, I know as a Cowboys fan you cannot be happy about the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in your division, but as I don't know if you saw this, but with Jason Witten, you know, starting to maybe there be reports that he may, you know, move on. Potentially that Monday night football uh, job is calling. You know, this is one of the greatest pass catchers in franchise history. One of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. And then what happens? The Philadelphia Eagles make a trade to jump right ahead of the Dallas Cowboys and get a tight end. This kid Goddard out of uh, San Diego State. Do you think they were doing that maybe to just it to the Cowboys and try to steal a tight end right after Witten? What do you think about this Witten situation and if the Eagles were, you know, playing no mercy draft status right there? You know what? I have to agree with you. I mean, it was a low blow. And, right. Um, I mean, if I were the Cowboys, I would have probably done the same thing, but the Eagles are putting their footprint down. I mean, I'll, I'll show them a ton of respect. They should have won the Super Bowl. I told Philly fans that if y'all don't win this year, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. And they did what they needed to do. And I just have a lot of respect for what they did, but I mean, now they're talking. You know, now we have to have to reciprocate that uh, uh, the word on the field now this year. You know, with the team that we'll have, and mm-hmm. you know, the team that we have is it's going to be a lot younger. You know, with the stock of draft picks, absolutely. And I think we're in a rebuilding mode. Um, I'll be just as honest as I could be. We're in a rebuilding mode, trying to put youth and trying to keep that salary cap number down. Jerry doesn't want to spend a lot of money; he right. should invest, but I think we're past that. So let's talk about. Mode. 
Let's talk about some of that youth out there, Corey. You know, in the first round, you go and get Van Der Esch, the linebacker, right? This is a guy that maybe you could pair with Sean Lee, be another guy who flies to the ball, you know, to help that sec- that that linebacker level of that defense. Listen, Sean Lee is great. The problem is he can't stay on the field for 16 games. So now you go ahead. Remember, you had Jalen Smith, the kid out of Notre Dame as well. You know, he had that mm-hmm. those injury concerns. He may not ever come back to be as dynamic of a player as he would. But then you go guys go ahead and get Van Der Esch to help out that defense do you like them going linebacker to support Sean Lee at that level of the defense absolutely and the reason being is because you mentioned about the injury concerns and from what I've heard you know that Van Der Esch has a has a high football IQ like yep. Sean Lee so hopefully he can become that person that the Cowboys want him to be on the defensive side you know to call the defense to see plays before they're coming anticipate and I, mean, I like the pick. You know, a lot of people thought they shouldn't want wide receiver, but they're, you know, I don't agree with that. I think they needed to bolster the defensive side of the ball, and they did with some nice picks on that side. So let me ask you this. You talk about getting the wide receiver, right? They do in the third round. They go ahead and get Michael Gallup, that wide receiver. Listen, you know there's not going to be one player that goes ahead and tries to replace a guy like Des Bryant, but I'll tell you, I don't know how you feel about this, Corey, but in my opinion, Des Bryant was on the decline. He was not able to beat top-end cornerbacks the last couple of years anyway. He's using that big body as a red zone threat, but, you know, everybody gets a little bit older. Father Time is undefeated. They go ahead and get Michael Gallup. They've brought in mm-hmm. already Alan Hearns, I believe, from Jacksonville. Yeah. Do you like the idea that maybe now they're getting more weapons for Dak? I make the analogy to like Matthew Stafford. When he actually lost Megatron, Calvin Johnson, and was just able to kind of go to wherever the matchup dictated, he actually became a better quarterback. Do you think the same can happen for Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott, not having to always hear Des Bryant in his ear in the huddle talking about how open he was, and now he can go to Cole Beasley. He can go to Terrence Williams. He can go to Hearns. He can go to this kid Gallup, wherever the matchup and the defense dictate. Could it actually make Dak a better quarterback, him now entering his third season? I completely agree with that, and I'm going to tell you, that's where the game is going for the Cowboys. It's a it's a run-first offense, but to have a multitude of weapons, you really, I see the defense will really not know who to key in on. So I think that was huge. I think it was a I think it was expected that they let go of Des Bryant. I mean, he was, a, I mean, a number of drops that he had were unacceptable and his skills were deteriorating. And at a point in time, you have to let that go and go with your youth. And I love the move that they made. And really, if you look at uh, Tavon Austin, he's another sure. uh, pick, a former top 10 pick they got. And uh, I like the versatility that the offense is going to display and what Dak's going to be able to do next year. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. It's going to be really exciting to see. All right, fair enough. So there we have it. Corey Sully, obviously a Cowboys fan, optimistic after the NFL draft, likes what they did in Van Der Esch in the first pick, likes the uh, kind of spreading out of the resources in the passing game as well. Dallas Cowboys went ahead and got Connor Williams out of Texas as well on the offensive line. I think the big part of that is it might be able to move Lyle Collins back into guard, making that Mm -hmm. offensive line once again. Again, one of the best in the NFL. Hey, Corey, thanks so much for spending a couple minutes with us. And again, for your support, your service in the fight against blood cancer with DKMS. This is a guy, this is not the fantasy world here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Corey Sully, real life hero, swabbed his cheek and has helped someone in the fight against blood cancer. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, Corey. 
Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate the opportunity. And let me know if you'd like me to share it again. I'd love to. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us. That was Corey Sully down there in Texas, a DKMS athlete for sure. We're chopping up a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys as well. During the draft, I was sitting here, and if you saw the draft and you saw my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, was sitting here, or at least leaning or slumping right over there when he made that, when the Dallas Cowboys made their pick, Corey was not necessarily excited about it but they did go ahead and get the wide receiver right after that in the third round they bolstered that offensive line the NFC East going to be a very interesting division moving forward that's going to just about do it for me here in the Fantasy Freestyle. Remember, you can catch me, oh, I forgot even, on Wednesday, tomorrow, my man Joe Pisapia. You can catch me on the full 60 over there on Fantrax. I'm going to be chopping it up with him about the NFL draft. Catch me on SNY on Saturday night, Cinco de Mayo. I already told you who to bet for the Derby. And then next week, when we're back here in the Stats Overbeat Cypher and Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to be breaking down some a little bit more of the draft. I'll tell you about the wide receiver position that I like and a little bit more detail on why I don't really ride with tight ends in the first year in fantasy sports, all right? So that'll be it. Come on back. Be part of the cypher. Oh, yeah. Never going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. Big shout-out to my man Danny Otto in the fantasy pit of misery. Catch him tomorrow. Double back-to-back episodes of Popping Off. I'm Dane. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Fantasy Freestyle, Stats Overbeat Cypher. Let's go. Have a good week, guys.